Is that what we're doing? Um, I think a fireworks show uh, lit up somewhere last night. You could hear it from our house. And um, I'm really not sure. It might have been Sepulpa. I'm really not sure. Um, Bigsby, maybe. Maybe it was Bigsby. It just seemed like everything. I I love Maddie's response to fireworks. It's kind of like head up, one ear out. And then you just go, it's okay. And it's head down, one ear down. And it's really cute. But, um, you know, it's it's reminiscent. It it makes you realize that... um, you know, it's that holiday weekend. I mean, aside from the fact that there are fireworks stands everywhere and um, Big Blast all, you know, for years now, Big Blast has has um, temporarily leased the corner of our property, put the tent up over here. And if you're going to buy additional fireworks other than the ones that we have tonight, um, we encourage you to, to go visit that stand. I um, uh, We've known the, the owners of Big Blast there. Um, faithful Christians. They they attend have attended Victory Christian Center for thirty years, and um, we've got a tremendous relationship with them. And, and they they bless us, and it's awesome to be able to bless them as well. And so, um, yeah. But you see that you see the fireworks and all of these little all these things that you know that um, remind us of of what weekend this is. We are celebrating the birth of our nation. A nation that has for all of these years stood for freedom, for this word, this, this tremendous word that finds its way into, the, into the, the very core of our nation, independence. Independence. Matter of fact, uh, our minds go to that declaration of independence. That there were people that were committed to a cause, this, this cause of birthing a country, but, but, um, but more, more than that, this cause of, of birthing a country that that stands for something different than uh, than a lot of countries, especially in that time frame, did. That this idea that there could be a people who would consider themselves free, and I understand the original Declaration of Independence, absolving themselves from allegiance to the British crown, and the things that they knew were tyrannical, the tyranny of not only politics, but the the tyranny of the taxation and the things that our forefathers felt were everything but free. They made this declaration of independence, and you know, I... I think today that we as a people stand as a testament of that resolve. That these individuals resolved within themselves that we will do this. Even if we die trying. And some of them did. Even if we lose everything trying. 
And some of them did. But it set the wheels in motion for us to be able to go to a fireworks stand today. For us to sow a small offering here in just a little while to defray the expenses of, of our church gathering to make things light up the sky. For the privilege to worship today in church. For this idea of a free and independent nation. And I, I realized that as I was preparing my, my thoughts for this service today, that independence takes resolve. Freedom has never come cheap, nor has it ever come easy. Matter of fact, everything in life has a way of shackling us if we're not careful. Those who remain free, remain free because they resolve within themselves to be free. They don't give in to the pressure. They don't give in to the weights and the things that can attach themselves to us. Somehow there is this resolve to stretch ourselves to fight for this freedom. And I believe that goes for every realm of our life. It goes not only for the physical realm. And we, we, you know, we think about the country today and freedom in our country. And I mean, think just for a moment that there are people even right now that would try to remove at least some of that freedom from us. And so we must be very careful about those things in our lives. How much freedom are we willing to let go of? But at the same time, it is an applicable thing for our spiritual lives. I mean, that's really what we deal with at church. I mean, understand there is... This idea of our physical lives that certainly I believe God wants us to be blessed and happy. I mean, certainly I believe that God wants us to live free and enjoy life. And, and there are plenty of verses in the Bible that talk about us having joy and us having peace. And these things that really do affect uh, where we are in the physical realm. Our home, our job, our drive across town. That we would feel the manifestation of the blessing of God working in our physical lives. But yet, at the same time, it is very deeply spiritual what we do at church or what we do when we call ourselves the church or a part of the church. Before Jesus was crucified, he began to express to the disciples that his kingdom was being established and that their lives would be different as a result of that kingdom. A new thing was about to happen. A thing that would create in them the opportunity for independence. Would there be struggles? I believe that even Jesus himself would 
answer that question. In John 16, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But then he said, take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus let them know up front that they would need resolve if they were going to stand as independent people in the kingdom of God. If they were going to declare their allegiance to another realm. That there would have to be a resolve because in this world you're going to face trouble. And this trouble a lot of times will pull your attention away from the kingdom of faith. And it will plant you squarely back into the kingdom of this world. And, and the kingdom of this world doesn't operate like the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, as this world would scream to us to, to give up hope. Jesus still stands with this testament for us to take heart. Matter of fact, Jesus would declare to them in this verse, when also to us in this verse, that we should take heart because the thing that is fighting against us in this world, the thing that is trying to pull us into its system, Jesus has already overcome that. That Jesus is declaring to us that we can take heart because of his victory. The victory that Jesus secured for us is enough for you and I to take heart and recognize that we can declare ourselves independent from the tyranny of this world as hopelessness would try to put its hands upon us as the lack of peace would try to Stir us in the middle of the night. Jesus would say, take heart because everything you struggle with in this world, I have already overcome. And if you will declare your independence from those things and resolve your allegiance to this new thing, you are guaranteed to win. Here is our hope. Nothing can stop our independence when we have God on our side. Romans chapter 8, very familiar verses to many people. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus the Lord. Nothing, that nothing we face will be able to separate us from this kingdom of God concept that we have resolved ourselves as Christians to be a part of. And so even if there are struggles, even if there are times of uncertainty, 
Paul would declare to us, and there is this, there's this driving, pulsating beat in the Word of God, that the God who is for you will not forsake you. He will not leave you. And you will be victorious. That this thing is established and is being established called the kingdom of God. That we live in this powerful tension between the now and not yet. And we must understand that the fullness of the kingdom of God is available to us. That Jesus Christ came to secure something for us that we could not secure for ourselves. And so we can indeed sign this declaration of independence in our lives and say, my allegiance is to a new kingdom. The things of this world as they tear at you, the things of this world as they pull at you and they try to unsettle your faith, they try to unsettle your hope, they try to remove your resolve that that the kingdom of God is pulsating even in this room right now saying if you will trust him. Death, life, height, depth, angels, demons, no matter what you face, In all of those things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Even while we are facing those things, we are already more than conquerors through him that loved us. See, the kingdom of God doesn't operate like the kingdom of this world. The kingdom of this world operates on the principle that you win when you win. The kingdom of God operates on the principle that you win because Christ has already won. How many of you would, would attest with me that there are moments in our lives that we face discouragement? Yeah. And see, that's when we have to declare our independence. How many of you would attest to me that sometimes you go through stuff and it looks pretty dark and you think to yourself, oh my. <laughs> or you might add like more words to it. You know what I'm saying? But it, there's at least an oh my in there, Right? It's so easy for us to be pulled back into the thought patterns of this world. To be pulled back into this idea that, that, man, it looks like I'm losing. There have been circumstances in all of our lives where, where we step back and we think, man, there is absolutely no way I can come out of this. Have you been through that? And while you're in those things, it is very easy to forget that Christ has already secured everything you need for victory. Christ has already done the work. We just have to keep our resolve. I have talked in the last few weeks about even in those moments praying crazy prayers like walking around saying, God, do you know what I've done for you? Like, why am I in this mess right now? This mess doesn't make any sense at all. And yet you get on the backside of the mess and suddenly you realize that there were some things that needed to be worked out. That maybe you are living that moment that Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. But take heart. 
Don't lose heart. Don't lose your faith. Don't throw your hands in the air in that moment and sign your allegiance back over to the kingdom of this world that offers you absolutely no hope. But resolve within yourself to declare your independence. I will declare my independence from that anxiety. That's a hard thing, isn't it? Because we are naturally inclined to list toward the kingdom of this world. I mean, call it the fallen nature. Call it whatever you want to call it. But we are naturally inclined. I mean, would you agree with me that it is, it is easier to doubt than it is to have faith? Okay, I got about four of you. That'll... Hey, I know I'm treading on some. But don't tread on me, right? You know what I'm saying? I know, I, mean, I know I'm walking right now, but just, you will survive this. You're guaranteed to be gone in at least 24 minutes. I have a tendency to list toward the negative. I mean, it's what makes tabloids so popular. I mean, you stand in the line at Walmart. I try not to do that very often. But man, there's this list. Even, even so-called reputable magazines kind of have a tabloid-ish flair to them, don't they? It's who's cheating on who. It, 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 it's a lot about who's losing We have a tendency as human nature to kind of list toward this idea of hopelessness. These are the things that we must guard our minds against. It takes resolve to have faith. It takes resolve to declare your independence from these trappings, from the, from the realm of this world. I know that we have rehearsed, and, and JP, I'm going to, or who's back there? Michael, you're looking more and more like your youth pastor. It must be the hat. I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip over verse real quick because I, I want to go to Hebrews 12 real quick. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks. What I, what, I really, what I really wanted us to notice in this verse today is it says, let us throw off everything that hinders. I mean, you just got to chunk some things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, are, 
you know, I, as, as you can tell, I am like one of the most athletic people in our church. As I say, at least I wear cool pants, right? But anyway, it's, it's, to, it's, to, it's to throw you off. But I mean, we've got, we've got coaches in the room. We've got um, uh, from, from every level, you know, high school, we've got elementary, we've got, we got people that are involved, we've got students in the room that are involved with sports, and, and uh, men can just dance circles around, um, you know, most of us when it comes to Sports, I have, to, I have to give it to Pastor Trent, though. On Wednesday nights, I, I have found out that on Wednesday nights, he's been going out there in that gym and playing basketball. He is trying his best to keep up with them. He is trying his best to keep up with them. Was there a cricket in the room just now? Did y'all hear that? Like a, like a chirp just happened in this place, and I, 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 I'm not keeping up. So, you know, but... <laughs> My brother-in-law looked across the table on vacation at me and went, Man, you're going gray! You are absolutely the most dangerous group of people in First Church that I have ever pastored. I mean, the, the reality of, of these, these people who involve themselves with sports. As Olympic trials are going on right now. Anybody watched any of that? Michael... Phelps and Lotke, you know those two? They feed on it. They just, that's a beast to watch the two of those go head to head. I mean, they left everybody else in the dust. Well, in the water dust, but you know back there. I told Raylene, I said, man, I mean, the two of them, it's like one and two were like way in front of everybody else because there's just something about it, man. They're in, they, and you know good and well they deliberately put them in side-by-side lanes. You watch these two Olympians, these these. Ones that can that can swim like that. When you when you do that stuff, you have to you have to throw a lot of things off. I mean, not not just physically. I don't know if I should say this, but here it comes anyway. I mean, it's not like you're going to win the Olympics with the type of swimwear that I had to wear as a, as a conservative Pentecostal. I mean, we had to have sleeves and pants all the way down, you know. I know what it's like to water ski in blue jeans. That's dangerous. You don't win the Olympics swimming in blue jeans. You've got you to gotta take off some things but even mentally I always love to hear stories about Michael Phelps and how that he always comes out with those noise counseling earphones on 
and he's playing like some music, and he is completely blocked. He don't want to hear the crowd. He doesn't want to hear. He doesn't want anybody to talk to him because he's got to so set his mind on what he's about to do. And a lot, a, a lot of people who achieve greatness in the arena of sports do that. We went to an Oklahoma City Thunder game a couple of years ago, and the, uh, they have Thunder Alley, and the teams are staying at a hotel, and most of these professional basketball players were just walking from their room through the convention center across the street and into the tunnels of, of um, the Chesapeake Center there. And I'll never forget, I mean, it's really funny because just indicative, you know, this giant of an individual comes walking across and I don't even, even recognize him as a basketball player. You know, I mean, he's like that tall. Of course, Boston... Boston can tell you the roster of every NBA team, I think, hands down, just right out, just start spitting out the entire rosters of every team. And they all knew who this giant of an individual was. And there was about three or four short guys that were, like, carrying his briefcase and stuff. And they, but, but he had these earphones in his ears, like, and, and totally noise-canceling. And I'll never forget, there was, a, there was a kid that was almost dancing all around him, trying to get his attention. And he was just so focused, he, he didn't even notice. They lost, but anyway, it was... But it was amazing to see the resolve that was in this man's life to cast off all of the weights, all of the things that would hinder them. Is anybody, are you all okay? Got to lay some things down and, and, and that, that's not always easy. And so, and so I'm closing with these final thoughts on our independence, is that we have a helper. We're going to go back now. We're going to flop those verses out. Go to John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Here is Jesus speaking to them again, and he is informing them at this point that there was a helper coming, and we know that as the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is coming to be your advocate, and that you are not in this alone. Not only has Jesus secured the victory, but the Holy Spirit has come to help you cast off some things. To help you Rid yourselves of some things that are hindering you from being everything that God has called you to be. I love Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Everybody in this world is going to know that there is something different about you because there is power coming to you from the Holy Spirit to be different. Well, it's not that we don't face the same trials. It's not that we don't face the same circumstances. It wasn't just some anti-God somebody that had a flat on the highway. 
come Monday and Friday of this past week. Oh no, it was God-loving people that found themselves sitting on the side of the highway changing tires. In this world, you will have trouble. But what's the difference in our lives? That we have resolved ourselves to be independent. That the trouble we go through isn't going to take us out of the game. That we are, by the help of the Holy Spirit, laying down, casting aside things that so easily hinder us. Galatians 5 says it like this, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That if you don't find a way by the help of the Holy Spirit to cast aside some things, that envy that you feel for your neighbor who drives a better car than you will cause you to Be restless in the middle of the night. And in that circumstance, you will not inherit the peace of God that comes with the kingdom. That those factions and dissensions that take place in your family, that if somehow or another you don't find a way to just let it be where it's at and just lay it down and say, I'm not going to let that affect my entire existence. And you will constantly be filled with turmoil and a a lack of, of peace or direction or those fits of rage, no matter how you feel about people clogging up the lane. There is no benefit in road raging someone off of the road. You live your life with this deep seated anger that does that does nothing for you, but has even been proven medically that those who live with bitterness and those who live with anger and those who live with strife even have an exponential higher possibility for cancer because there's just something about an unsatisfied soul. There's just something about this this thing, this turmoil constantly stirring on the inside of an individual that even begins to break down the physical body. The writer said, if you live like this, You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. The the kingdom of God's not going to be actualized in your life. Is this too heavy for 4th of July? See, we got to declare our independence. We got to say, no, I'm I'm, I'm independent from that. Hey, we all have people. I have people in my family that it just seems to me like all they want to do is fight. And, 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 And you know, you just got to make a resolve in yourself that, you know what? I'm just, I'm just not going to fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not going to. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm going to just love them. I might have to love them from a distance, but I'm going to, but I'm going to embrace peace. 
boy, I tell you what, it's really quiet. Is this right? Like, Pastor, what in the world did you do to us on Fourth of July weekend? We gotta, we gotta declare our independence. But say, you know what? I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be like that. Gotta, gotta cast it off. You gotta lay it down. The acts of the flesh keep us from inheriting the kingdom. But, but check this out. Oh, well, let me say this. With these hindrances and entanglements come negative reactions like fear and turmoil and depression and confusion. But then Paul gives us the antidote. Check this out. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now, we just come off all of that list of stuff that will keep you from from inheriting the kingdom of God in your life. We just come off that list of things that, you know, I think we could... We can coincide those things with with the word we received from Hebrews talking about laying something aside. Throw off everything that hinders. I think we can coincide those lists, but then there are some things in the kingdom that we have to pick up and check this out. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. What are you saying? I'm saying exactly what Jesus said. The Holy Spirit is your advocate and He has come in to help you. And what you cannot do on your own, Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit has ensured that you can do it with His help. Yeah, I've said this for years, that the fruit of the Spirit is the only antidote to the acts of the flesh. If you have love, you don't have hate. If you have peace, you don't have dissensions. Come on, somebody. If you have self-control, you don't have most of them. Just a little bit of self-control goes a long way. But the, but the word today is this. When you declare yourself independent of that kingdom of this world and you declare your allegiance to the kingdom of God, you don't have to white-knuckle and say, Oh boy, I hope I can be a good guy today. No, it's the Holy Spirit working in you. And by the Holy Spirit, you suddenly find fruit growing in your life that helps you cast off the hindrances and the sins that so easily entangle. And that's our independence today. Our allegiance to allow the Holy Spirit to say, come. I mean, literally, I prayed this week, come Holy Spirit. Just come Holy Spirit. Let us feel your presence. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to pray with you. I believe God is in this house to help somebody. I believe there is a word that has gone forth that is going to strengthen someone's resolve. Can I pray? Father, I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for there to be a miraculous intervention in people's lives. You know exactly where we are and exactly what we need. And I am asking by the mighty name of Jesus Christ 
that you would strengthen every person under the sound of my voice with the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you right now for what you're doing in our lives. And I declare your blessing and your peace upon us. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would open our hearts, that we would be willing to examine ourselves with the lens of the Holy Spirit, and that our lives would be different, that by your presence and by your Spirit, that we would be able to lay down the hindrances and the sins that entangle us and keep us from inheriting the kingdom of God, that this day would be a day of resolve in somebody's life to declare themselves independent of this world and to resolve themselves for the kingdom of God to work in their lives. In Jesus' name, would you keep your head bowed for a moment? If you're in this house and you need a fresh start with the Lord today, you just say, Pastor, I need to...